Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. That's the theme. It's the theme to Evil Dead. Yeah. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> Shaking off the cobwebs. Hi. <laughs> Uh, my name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Evil Dead Rise. Evil Dead Rise. Mm. Rise. Rise. Rise and just be recognized. Up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For no big deal. All your achievements this past school year. What's up, sis? It was the perfect day, and all I could think about was how much I wanted to cut you all open and then climb inside your bodies (laughs) so that we could stay one happy family. (laughs) Yeah, hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. Hi, hello. Um, Man, Evil Dead, Tom. I'm always excited for new Evil Dead. Yeah, it comes because uh, it doesn't happen often. Like, un- unlike the the franchise to which the theme song that we hummed earlier actually belongs. Yes. Um, there's like ten years in between each Evil Dead installment. Well, it feels like <laughs> there was an interview with I think Bruce Campbell or Rob Tappert or one of them who said they're trying. They want to do it every few years now, and that kind of worries me. <laughs> um, because. You know, they. I don't. I don't know if they need to do it. I mean, uh, let's get one thing straight. There's nothing you can do to the Evil Dead franchise that'll like ruin it. No. Uh, uh, they. So like, but like, you know, I, if they wanted, if, we'll, if we'll by a few it. years they they mean like three, four years, I'm good with that. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, I think that's all right. Yeah. Um, like a new. How did like, you like Evil like Dead a new Rise? Counting Crows album. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how did I like Evil Dead Rise? Uh, I really liked it, Dave. Me too. I really liked it. I thought it was fucking wild. It is wild. Yes, um, I have. I have some. I have some. I have some thoughts. I'm not sure if I liked it as much as the original remake. Um, I have some thoughts about taking the setting out of the woods and putting it in an apartment building. But I'm sure we're gonna discuss oh, interesting. all that. Yeah, I have what would I would call more concerns because I enjoyed this through and through uh, from beginning to end. Uh, you know, obviously they understand. This is Lee Cronin who did um, the Hole in the Ground, which I haven't seen. All right. Um, and I've always I've been trying to get around to because I really like the premise. You know, I like holes in the ground. Mm-hmm. I like holes um, where doesn't where you toss stuff in there and it like grants you a wish, but something something freaky happens. I'm into that. Yeah, I'm into that particular um, genre of Are You Afraid of the Dark story. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but like you, I do have some notes. I have some. Again, I liked what I saw here. It, it's not. There, there's i have some like oh what maybe co- they could have done 
Um, and also like general concerns about what we just said about the fact that they're going to make some every few years. I think in theory, that's okay. But there are some things from this movie that concern me in, in talking about that. So we'll get into it. The, uh, this is so this is evil dead in the city. Mm-hmm. Evil Dead takes Manhattan. Yeah. Or where, which I think this it's is Los, Los Angeles. Angeles yeah. It's actually like yeah. Bulgaria or something, but it's supposed to be yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah. And it's um a single mother and her kids um, and uh, her sister comes into town just, and there's an earthquake. Just in the freak deakiest apartment building. It's like the Tower of Terror. Yes. It's, it's the most haunted yes. building in Los Angeles. There's the ghost of a hundred starlets and and uh yes. a, a rock and roll stars who hit age 25 they have a they have a line which i feel like was to almost explain that where they're like it's getting torn down in a month and i was like oh okay yeah because i'd tear this place down um yeah, yeah it's it like, like it's it, a, an apartment building that doesn't exist right. in los angeles i would say it's, but no it will it mm, there it looks sort of like the um the hotel uh oh shit it was the one right near where we used to live oh the culver yeah yeah, yeah. it kind of looks like that it's like weirdly shaped yeah 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 it definitely has that vibe it's one of those things where it's like i commend movies that avoid this but it's really hard to make horror movies these days because like no one wants to live in a haunted mcmansion you know like they're not fun but it's very funny when someone lives in like this antique house in los angeles and i'm like that that doesn't exist uh why you know if it did exist it would cost a lot to live there but again no one wants a fucking like condo that's haunted you know Uh, yeah i mean well less paranormal activity got a lot of mileage out of um, a haunted mcmansion oh for sure but um i mean this is just to say that architecture these days sucks um and so it's like whenever you want to do something interesting as a set designer i feel like you you gotta just like fib it a little mm -hmm. and be like yeah they live in this old creepy hotel right. for some reason yeah it's it's kind of like dana barrett's apartment building mm-hmm. yeah um it's less art deco yeah. it's more like just general spookiness but it definitely it, yeah. it seemed like a place where the ghostbusters would be called yeah the elevator's a hundred years old oh yeah there's no way that elevator <laughs> was inspected recently yeah. it was only a no, matter of no time way. before that thing broke yeah. Oh, yeah. That thing dead, is dead, bound to be filled with blood. Deadites or not. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, it's, um. you know, family, sister comes to visit. The father left. There's sort of um, the sister isn't around that much. She finds out she's super prego. And so her she's sort of starting in this place where she's not sure if she wants to be a mom. Um, She's visiting the family. Well, it actually starts a day later later which was a weird framing device i thought they do this cabin thing where these people are at the cabin and they do a fun thing with a drone to like mimic the, the evil, evil bed, flying you yeah. know yeah uh and uh and then like the you know lady weird. is bonkers you see it in the trailer she comes out but that is the 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 movie's bookended with that and it really didn't matter it was well they wanted to have a sort of prologue that introduced a set of characters that makes you think like this is the main story and then just immediately uh, murks them all. Yeah. Um, but it, it creates this weird um, 
problem with the movie's well it's not a problem with the movie's timeline it just creates a weird timeline where like it starts with this cabin prologue and then it says one day earlier and then we have the main story of the movie and then it has nothing to do with that person not really it's very end. yeah that the character one of the characters we see in the prologue comes in at the very end and gets infected by the evil so it's showing us that the evil is continuing but it's it's it was a little it was a little weird. It was a little weird. I get why they did it. Yeah, they wanted to. I, they wanted to have that sort of attention grabbing prologue where it's just like balls out crazy straight out of the gate. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I didn't hate it. No, I not just, at all. It made me. It made me kind of scratch my head a little. I'm always. Well, we should, it's, I think we've talked about it before, but anytime a movie begins with something like a huge offer and then fades to black and says like one day earlier or one week earlier, like you and I have talked about this before, where it's like, man, that always feels real sweaty. So you better justify it. Right, and they didn't. They and didn't. They don't, but also, really. it didn't. But it also doesn't matter. Yeah, it also didn't matter. That's the weird way of putting it. Is that it, it's kind of this thing where horror movies. Here's the thing: horror movies always start with a murder. Start with something. If they don't, then you know the the audience might you know get bored. I don't think all movies need to do it. There's obviously slow burns, but this is that same idea, right? Like Friday the Thirteenth starts with the campers getting killed in the fifties. And then it goes to a completely different story. And so that's what this did. It just did something more interesting with the timeline. And then um, horror movies always have to end with someone going, ah, you know, oh, the villain's back, Mm -hmm. eyes open. And this does that too. But again, since it plays with the timeline in this weird way, it's just doing a very unique version of that, which I I didn't hate. It was just just, just a little odd. It felt a little little weird. Um, It's not... Yeah, it just felt a little weird. I don't. I don't. I guess I don't yeah. have any, any no, no, further thoughts on that. There's no other way to describe it, and I. I don't know if it's good weird or bad weird. Um, it just felt off pacing wise, but that's, that's 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 fine. That's what it was. Yeah, it it was weird to yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Like then when the movie ended, and then they they have this uh, epilogue with this her in the park it's like you know what's gonna happen because you saw the beginning and it's like i yeah i don't know who this woman is in in the in the prologue we see that this character is like already been possessed she's sick and staying inside the cabin and they don't know what's wrong with her right she's like yeah. she's like mysteriously ill and can't move and it's just being creepy alone in the cabin um but when we meet her in the prologue she's coming down out to her car she's talking to her cousin on the phone she's like hey i'm about to come pick you up we're going to go down to this cabin with my boyfriend and some of his friends. You're going to meet them. It's going to be great. Um, and then she sees all the violence from the night, night before and gets possessed. And that's where the movie ends. But that means that she still has to, as a deadite, get in the car, go pick her cousin up and drive them to the cabin. Yeah, I was thinking about that, too, because they don't they're trying to show like what happens. Like the prologue is to show what's going to happen to somebody else. Right. Right. It's just showing but, us like, how the evil she will continue t- to spread. Yeah. Right, but when she gets attacked in the elevator later, she doesn't have like a period where she's okay to drive. <laughs> like No. Like that's what's weird, yeah. Yeah. She's getting her ass haunted off and then gets strangled by cables. <laughs> right, and then she walks in and she's all fucked up from the from the start. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not like like if you remember the original Evil Dead, uh uh Shelley actually does have like an hour or so where she's just freaked out and she has the evil in her already. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so you'd think they'd do that because that's what they're implying there. So yeah, that doesn't make much sense. It's, 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 it's not a big deal. It's just something that just occurred to me and I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, yeah. Like, okay. What, what's the, what must start... that drive have been like? <laughs> yeah. That's got to be really uncomfortable, With the right? Driving. 
Right. <laughs> uh, trying really hard to act like right. her sister or something. It's like Vincent D'Onofrio in Men in Black. Just tr- yeah. trying to be cool. <laughs> right. Like, just like, I just want to go to this cabin. I love cabins. Yeah, I'm really into cabins, especially like angular ones like this one. That was a fucked up yeah. looking cabin. Super yeah, pointy. Yeah, the A-frames. It's like a po- People love the A-frames. Like a Pope hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Horrors love, they love A's and triangles. They're scary to us. Weird geometry. We love them. Weird geometry has like a primal uh, uh, effect on us. Right. I lived, growing up, I lived near an A-frame, and yeah, they were weirdos, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, of course, they are. Yeah, they always are. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I, I'll, I'll, I'm going to bring up my issues. I'm going to bring up my concerns. Um, so, my concerns about this movie as it relates to the larger series, because, again, I liked this. I had fun doing it. I liked, or watching it, rather. I I uh, I liked that it wasn't related to that prequel or to that first one, mm-hmm. the first uh, remake. Not directly. I like that it's like, yeah, that it's like kind of episodic, that they're not, you know, they didn't feel the need because it's different. If you, you know, obviously Evil Dead continues the Ash story. Um, what concerns me is it felt like there was a need to have certain things in this that is going to start getting kind of old. Um, chainsaws. For example, shotguns, the badass main character at the end, uh, having to say badass things, well, and the s- the need for an ash. Yeah, uh, and specifically, she says, "Come get some." Like yeah. it's yeah. and and my question is like, is it not an Evil Dead if they don't pick up a chainsaw? Uh, because I think at a certain point that's going to get really tiring. If they feel like they have to, have to do that stuff. Well, here, um, okay, okay, I'm sorry, finish your thought. No, that's, and the fact that they're saying we're going to make one every few years, I'm like, that's a blast, but I can, like, if, again, if it just, if, it feels like there are some walls that they have put up, some limitations that I don't think they need to have there. And by having those, they make it a little less unpredictable that's true um that's definitely true and i think that is that's just a problem with doing too many sequels because i'm going to push back against for sure uh, about that because here's what i think in my mind the two essential elements of an evil dead movie right with with or without bruce campbell yeah is a, a thing we've talked about on the previous hype cast and a couple of times before i'm sure evil dead's about twisting the knife it's about finding clever ways to twist the knife you know uh yes. in, uh um fiendishly clever ways for characters to inflict punishment on themselves or get beat up it, it goes back to sam Raimi Raimi wanting to beat the shit out of bruce campbell so part yep, of it and is emotional emotionally twisting the right, knife emotionally too. twisting the knife too yeah it's all it's not just physical but it's like you know the deadites switching back and forth between being your loved one and being a monster getting doused in blood and bugs and and bile and gross stuff and then also getting like your skin shaved off with a cheese grater um that's one big element the twisting of the knife the other big element is that the main character or characters eventually get so beaten down that they reject their victim status like that's in every single evil dead that's true. So, and that's that's who Ash is. Ash is a character who got pushed so far that he's like, "Fuck it, I'm not being terrorized anymore. I'm going to terrorize the monsters." Right, and that leaves a question there, which is, 
is that exclusive to Ash? No, it's not. Um, it isn't. But that's why I'm like, kind of like, like for example, Alien. Um, you could say there's some element of that in Alien, right? Which is someone stepping up to become a badass. They do that with Sigourney Weaver. But then the question is, how do you make an alien without Sigourney Weaver? Do you just always have a character have that same arc? Because if you do, then, again, you lose a lot of predictability. I don't th- and, of course, the answer in my head is like, I don't know, maybe just don't make it anymore. Um, I don't think is, it, of course. I see what you're saying, but I don't think it's the same thing. I don't think it's the same thing as, like, Final Girl. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Sigourney Weaver, as the series progressed, you know, in Alien, it's much more Final Girl because it's such a desperate thing that she finally does to destroy the alien but like the as the series goes on she does turn into uh sarah connor and like this hardened badass who takes charge and just blows aliens away and it you know whatever um right but it's not like the same thing as uh, other slashers or, or horror movies where there's an entity or a force that has to be stood up to and defeated at the end because it's not just about standing up to them it's about humiliating it and like right. really making the monster experience what it's been putting them through for the entire movie. The Evil Dead's much more about the humiliation of the monster. Yeah. I also don't disagree with you, by the way. Um, what concerns me is that what we're describing is a character arc. Mm-hmm. And if that is uh, one of the things you have to have, then that doesn't leave many rooms for sequels, right? Like. That's the thing is that you can you just keep making the same movie over and over again. That's true. With sort of a different environment around it. I think um I think that's the less essential element of Evil Dead. Um yeah. because the original it, it is like Ash doesn't become Ash the way he is until Evil Dead 2. Um and it's sort of the way in the original Evil Dead remake as well. Um Although, although she, I mean, at the it does end in like a fucking Slayer raining blood sequence where she's just stabbing the monster in the face with a chainsaw. So that is pretty hardcore. But like, I think, yeah, I, I, I do think in order to keep the series fresh, you could tone down that element. I don't think you could lose it completely because I, so here's, I feel like it's still part of Evil Dead's like attitude. Yeah, here's the thing: is uh, I think uh, all right. I don't think that's actually the problem I'm having with it. Now, the more I think about it. Because I, I guess most horror movies kind of have to do that. If it's a slasher movie, someone has to step up and fucking take charge, right? Mm-hmm. I think to me, it's specific to chainsaws, shotguns, these iconic things, these lines that they feel beholden to. It's the member berries. I see that. Yeah, that's kind of, it's like the idea of like, Indiana Jones always needs his whip. Right. Mm-hmm. And then if they made a new Indiana Jones that was like a, a spin off, wouldn't it feel weird if someone else picked up a whip? Right. If he was, if he like, also had a whip. He, yeah. Yeah. And it's that where it's like, I don't know, give them something new. Give them a, some another iconic thing to, to use against uh, the Deadites. Because just picking up another shotgun and another um, chainsaw. chainsaw just feels like uncreative, kind of, where it's like, yeah, don't do the same thing. Give us the same feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like the way Dead Alive used a lawnmower. You know, oh, uh, like find a new weapon to wield. That's fun. Uh, if you're gonna do something like that, you know. I I will say I, I I totally understand what you're saying. I also agree with it. Like I sort of cringed a little bit when she said, "Come get some." 
Um, right. And it, but I did like that they immediately took the shotgun away from her. Like she never really uses it. Like she kind of blows off an arm and a leg of the main deadite, but that's it. Yeah. And they swap in uh, a wood chipper, which is delightful. The wood chipper was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Wood chipper is a great addition. No, again, this movie <laughs> was fun. Dead. <laughs> the movie was fun. That's why I'm calling these concerns because I don't think these are criticisms with the movie I watched. Right. I enjoyed the movie I watched. It's just the realization that if they're going to keep doing this, they're going to have to switch it up. Yeah. They're just going to have to. Yeah. Um, I will say I do have one critique of this movie. And again, it's not really a critique. Um, it's more of like, I kind of wish they used more city. And I, I don't think they had the budget. No. Because like, they, there was really no difference think. between this and a cabin. You know what I mean? Um, it's not yeah, much different. That was... Using an apartment building that they can't leave it doesn't really change the dynamic from a cabin. It kind of does to me. Um, and I'll explain why. Um, I did think it it felt a little weird or I don't know. I don't want to say it lost something, but it, it did feel a little strange that it wasn't in the woods. But that's just, I think that's just well, comes with the territory of, of doing such a dramatic shift in setting um, yeah. than what you're used to in the franchise. I, obviously, I think that doing all the things like immediately taking out the elevator, the stairs, they don't have phone service because of the earthquake. So essentially right. making that floor of their apartment building and really they're just their apartment, um, essentially like the cabin was intentional and worked out well, I think. Um, I, th well, but like, here, uh, the thought that I was yeah, getting to was that, I, I didn't necessarily think it was like a detriment that it's like, well, this is just like a cabin because it's sort it reminded me sort of like Halloween where they show you all of the places that Michael is going to be at the end of the movie in the beginning of the movie uh, during, right. during the daytime. And then at the end you see all those places in the dark with Michael lurking in there and it suddenly becomes scary. So I think throwing a deadite into a situation that feels so normal to most people like oh this is recognizably an apartment here's the living room here's the bedroom with dj dipshits uh ones and twos yeah. his mix table he was great yeah. i loved him yeah he was great um you know it just it looked like a, a, an apartment that plenty of us have lived in and uh, you know it's i whereas a cabin has like, I guess I think we all understand, like, the idea of a cabin, but it... it right, it, it's more foreign. It's already creating distance. So I think well, throwing it in an apartment like this kind of narrows that distance for a lot of uh, viewers. For sure. Here's what I mean. You mentioned the wood chipper. Mm -hmm. Where would a wood chipper normally show up? In the, for a in the, in the forest, yeah. Yeah. So, like, use something else. Use something in a city. Use a uh, garbage truck. Do something that is... That's what I mean, that it's like... Mm -hmm. It didn't actually feel like the city set setting added anything ultimately because you could take this entire movie in the events that happened more or less and translate it some way to a cabin. Mm -hmm. And so like it just felt like I don't know again chainsaw. Why is there like they had to do this like landscaping truck to like bring all these things to them and it's like it would have been so cool if they found like some city themed weapon to use some cities city themed uh ending there's using the actual city of construction equipment you can find in a city yeah. like on a, like a road crew that could have you know like right like in high tension she picks up that gnarly ass saw that's you right. know it's stuff like that like you know and that's why i was just like oh you could have used more city and i know this is probably budget um and this is mm. totally beyond their control but i would have liked it like I would have liked what they did with the new Scream with Evil Dead. I think that would have been fun. The seeing like in public, 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 
crowded areas because the beauty of the deadites as far as i'm concerned is that they don't actually need isolation do they no like they they can just fucking go go to town i mean they, um, they fight a whole skeleton battle in army of darkness right like, yeah it doesn't so matter. we don't really know what the deadites want they just want to fuck with you chaos which is what makes them it's, fun yeah just evil so you think they wouldn't want to actually cut people off from society that like you'd think that they'd want to actually go out into civilization so like i just think there's a version of this where you could have a lot more fun for sure the city yeah. setting. i'd love to see that too like a like a you know the the bits we see in ghostbusters and ghostbusters 2 of, of the ghosts just wreaking havoc across like more stuff like that of just like around the city i understand that it's it would be very expensive it's the same reason why we yeah, we don't budget. actually see jason in manhattan when jason takes Manhattan. exactly yeah um but yeah no i, I you think can still I do think, like nightclubs yeah. if there was a dead-eyed in a nightclub a concert like there are city settings that they could have gone to um, yeah. a police station. They go to a police you're just, station you're and just, all hell breaks you're loose. Just fucking, you know? You're going through the Terminator right now. Uh, hell yeah, I am. <laughs> what if they went to, I don't know, Griffith Park Observatory? Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I, to- I totally see what you're saying there. I, I do, they have a line uh, in here that sort of kind of explains the plot reasons for why the Deadites like to isolate people. And it's consistent with what we've seen in the rest of the movies is it's right. just more fun for them. Like, they like wreaking havoc and chaos and yeah, they like torturing people. Yeah. And it's just easier to do when, when it's a bunch of people that you can systematically wear down over several hours trapped in one spot. Absolutely. Like I get that, but every once in yeah. a while you got to let them cut loose, baby. Of course. <laughs> um, so I, I guess this goes back to concerns is that if every evil dead they make every few years is let's isolate the characters, mm-hmm. find a reason to give them a shotgun and do the same exact arc then it's just going to get, it's going to start getting old. Um, but I want to talk about why I liked this movie. Cause I really liked this movie. Yeah. Um, because you, you, uh, again, you mentioned twisting the knife and this movie does it, uh, terrifically. This is about kids who watch their mother turn into a deadite. Uh, and let me tell you, she doesn't come back from that. Nope. And then, uh, more of the, the teenagers die than you think. Uh, i all of them specifically all of the teenagers die. yeah and it, and they just torture this little girl as she watches her family just turn into fucking deadites and uh get murdered and then their corpses come back alive essentially and they uh keep torturing them and it comes down to this woman and this little kid just trying to fucking survive and so the emotional element there is is very clear of like just let's torture this little girl psychologically um i appreciate that like i I bet i said on a hype cast like oh they should turn the little girl into a deadite and they could have but you know what's worse just traumatizing her right turning everyone around 90 minutes yeah yeah yeah. Um, Uh, and that's what they did yeah yeah i was i was honestly scared when i first saw the family i was like oh no there better be enough deaths because they introduced the neighbors and i was like are they all the fodder but no they, they they immediately kill like the teenage daughter I thought was going to be the main character. Nope. Or one of the main characters. Nope. Absolutely not. She gets super possessed. She eats glass. Yeah, she does. <laughs> yeah, I, I had the same thought because going into it, knowing it was the family, I liked the idea of making it a family. Um, 
it's, it's a really like it's an in- mm. it's an interesting idea it lets you do a lot of st- stuff like we were saying playing around with with the emotional stakes and and tension and horror and like the the the, the emotional and psychological stuff um but yeah i had the same worry i was like man they typically try to save the family in a case like this and and there's just not that many characters and in evil dead were like kind of thing yes. about evil dead is you know in addition to it being it being playful and you know ash being like this uh, cool but goofy buffoon who just murders his way through deadites and is never harmed it's actually it's a pretty cruel series right that that thing the other thing about evil dead is the body count um six people get together you gar- you guarantee only one of them's coming out right yeah um that's just how evil dead works so when they started with this family i was like you better have the guts to do what it needs to be done here and not only and they did not only do they do that dave um the uh the wildest part of the film is the uh the two dead teens start ripping apart uh deadite mom and we're not entirely sure what's happening uh, at first cuz deadite mom has gotten her arm yeah. and her leg blasted off with a shotgun so she can't really move anymore and they just start digging into her abdomen and stuff and it looks all gross um and it's really weird and uncomfortable and then we see what they're doing is they're fusing together to form this giant boogans just this giant yep. writhing mass of arms and legs that shambles through the vent and chases them out into a parking garage and it just it looks like a monster from like a resident evil game or like looks like something from the thing yeah yes um, there it is yeah and i gotta say i was genuinely like when i they saw that when i saw that i was shocked that evil dead hadn't done that yet that was the thing i was like oh right why they, hadn't they done that in like the original film they don't or the us- tv show yeah, they don't usually have uh, other booganses outside of the deadites so, like henrietta is the most notable exception i can think of but it's really yep. it, it's they don't have like a bunch of different types of monsters so it was really like we're not expecting this well, that's, and then it well, happens that's, again that's <laughs> that was the thing is i didn't expect like it, it surprised me that like army of darkness hadn't done something like this but the thing is is that that is keeping to tradition better than the first remake because the first remake just kept it at, as deadites and then if you yeah like you're saying henrietta turns into a fucking monster mm-hmm. there are monsters in this series yeah and so to see that was like right yeah give me the fucking monsters uh because they exist in evil dead so that was really nice to see and it was really nice to see i was just talking about how they played it safe with like the chainsaw and stuff it was nice to see them add to the lore in terms of a new fucking monster Mm -hmm. um and so it's like that is very nice to see that and to think like oh yeah they'll they can add that to like the video game now you know that is a new piece and so they're I, I guess I wish there was a little more of that um, I don't, throughout of them, like keeping with the tradition where it's like, yeah, there's always fucking the, there will be monsters, but doing yeah their own thing. It was really nice. It was also nice to see an eyeball fly into someone's mouth. Yep. I mean, that was a direct, you know, chokes him to death, not too. Dead too. chokes to death on the eyeball. Yeah. Um, it was really gnarly too. It reminded me for like from beyond when Jeffrey Combs sucks that lady's brain out through her eye socket. Yeah. It was just, just grabbing this dude and biting his ocular cavity out. It was fucking gnarly. Um, I want to good. Oh, go ahead. Oh yeah. No, I was just going to say they did good with the sense of humor. They didn't make it three stooges because it's not Sam Raimi directing, which I want to talk about that too. Um, but like they did some silly stuff and I didn't think they were going to do any. So there was a little, I, I, the movie still, 
maintained evil dead's kind of playful tone but it's it's a it's like a chaotically playful so like for instance you the reveal of the of the horrible monster at the end is you know we're seeing the zombie teens digging into zombie mom and they kind of like there's a lot of goo noises and it cuts to a shot of the necronomicon as its pages are leafing and then it stops on a drawing of this horrible monster so we see the drawing of it first and uh, my theater reacted to that (laughs) Um, oh yeah it's like it does things like that where it's kind of winking at you a little bit but not like in a not like in a hey isn't this dumb kind of way it's like it's playing with the language of horror films that it knows that most of the audience is going to understand and be like hey you're going to see this fucked up thing isn't that wild yeah and i also think just real quick related Uh to that you had said um that you wish they did more monsters. I'm glad they only did the one and that they revealed it this way because you're not expecting it. So no, what I'm saying, I'm not saying I wish this movie did more monsters. I'm saying that that first remake, I realized after the fact, like they didn't do monsters and that's an evil dead thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And this monster itself, I think is just so perfectly ingenious. The idea of the deadites fusing together that I'm honestly surprised Sam Raimi hadn't done it. That was my thought of that. Where I was like, of course, yeah, what a great idea for a deadite monster, you know? Mm-hmm. It was so it was so obvious uh, after the fact that I was like, oh yeah, yeah. But it's um, it's so perfectly done. You you do not see it coming, and the way they show it to you by just yeah. showing you a drawing of it about several minutes before you actually see it. So it it, it kind of actually adds to the tension that you see a drawing of what it's going to be <laughs> before you see yeah. it. <laughs> it's lovely yeah it's Um, so good it's so fun i also want to say the fun in this the humor i really think they did a good balance because they're again they're not trying to be evil dead too and Mm -hmm. i honestly think you don't have to do that to be evil dead obviously the first evil dead movie isn't 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 funny yeah yeah so i don't think it's a requirement for an evil dead movie to be tongue-in-cheek um and so i think they did a good job balancing that where this was kind of the right amount of like you're just wincing to sometimes you're laughing to sometimes there was a couple shots where i went ooh, ugh. like when the sister kind of floats into the room with the sheet on her head yeah uh, that was very that, that was, was just straight up horror that shit. was gnarly that was such a good yeah, idea that was more horror than you expect evil dead to be in, in some ways like i don't know about you i never found evil dead any of them to be that scary uh not, it's just not what scares me personally not scary but intense intense yeah tension it's, um, it's, there's it's, tension in it it's scary to me the way that a hostile is to me right there's also this element of like you know the main character is going to get out of it but i always love it when a movie makes me feel like i genuinely am not sure how that's going to happen in a given moment mm-hmm. where i'm like man they're kind of fucked right now you know i i enjoy that feeling and yeah, this is a combination of like tension and just like, you know, grotesqueness. Uh, that's just a lot of fun, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yeah, it's not not scary. It's just that ha- this happens to be not something that like, you know, gore doesn't tend to scare me and zombies and, you know, demons, unless done in the right way. You know, this is a movie that uh, this shows everything. That's the whole point, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what's fun about it. Um, I want to talk about the direction because... Um, Okay. I think I think both Evil Dead's both remakes did a good job with this, but I think this one did it more is that there's one more element to what makes an Evil Dead that I think is a requirement and that is a certain amount of absurdity in 
a general absurdity and chaos in the storytelling and in the filmmaking. It's hard to put my finger on it, but obviously Sam Raimi directed those first movies in a very unique way, right? Right. You um, you want you want it to feel as chaotic as what is happening on screen. Right. Ash sort of loses his mind, and as does this character at the end. She's kind of doing the Ash going nuts expressions they don't do it as much there's often in mo- the other evil deads there were often moments where they're alone and they're just lo- you know they're going nuts. Yeah. they're like they're hearing sounds and like they're being tortured um mentally there's less of that but in that chaos there's just sometimes the filmmaking is particularly weird you know um and of course the cinematography itself is a very unique in the original evil deads and i thought this person or their cinematography or whoever did a very good job of making it feel unique to them. They're not copying Sam Raimi, but there's a chaoticness in the editing, in the sound design, in the camera, in the work camera moves that yeah. feels very evil dead without imitating Sam all, Raimi himself. All the stuff through the peephole is, is one, one in, in, the peephole exam- is a great example, example that comes yeah. to mind. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, yeah. it's simultaneously, it's a bit Looney tunes cause they're running back and forth and you can't really see what's happening. Um, it's really intense cause it's creepy and your, 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 your peripheral vision is cut off. Um, you can see the imperfections that are on the peephole itself or on the, on the lens of the camera. Yeah. It's, and you see a yeah. lot happens to the people for people who haven't seen it. It's, it's they're observing all this violence and shit. Yeah. That's a very good example because that also doesn't feel necessarily like a Sam Raimi thing. And that's what I mean is that the director doesn't feel like he's just trying to be Sam Raimi, but they're able to inject that chaoticness or that weirdness into the filmmaking in their own way. Uh, there were some Dutch angles, you know, but like, for example, this, the eye, the eye shot, they don't do the same shot, Mm -mm. the same sequence of shots. They do it in their own way. It was so different. In fact, that I did not immediately notice it was an homage. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so differently Um, done. Yeah. Yeah. There are little homages in the shots. I believe there's a sort of a POV shot of the eye a little bit, but it's not in the, done in the same style. It's shit like that. It's hard to describe um, without like kind of rewatching it. But like, and then of course the sound design was again, they were doing kind of that evil dead idea where you use all the senses, including sound where there's these weird fucking sounds. Yeah. And you can't quite tell what they are. Um, but it, again, the sounds felt unique to this film and to this filmmaker. Right. Um, it's, you're talking about stuff like the Raimi cam uh, and then stuff like yeah. the, um, the weird stop motion shots like Ash's eye clearing up in Evil Dead 2 and and uh, yeah. some of the disjointed animation and like the sounds when like Professor Nobi is breaking into the world and it's like that's a good, it's, yeah. it's unconnected noises like horses and lightning bolts and shit and it's it's going it's like it's like drifting through the channels so you can hear it going from left to right in your ears when you're watching it right um it's it's stuff like that is what we're talking about where it's in the filmmaking itself it's like strange and chaotic and frenetic and it's sort of capitalizing or or not capitalizing but really going the extra mile to express the 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 chaos of of evil dead of what's happening that a lot of horror movies yeah a lot of horror movies hadn't done 
And that was what, when I first saw Evil Dead, mm-hmm. I remember feeling like I've never seen something like this. I've never seen someone use every part of the movie in such a right, it's like, aggressive way. Right, it's, it's aggressive. That's the exact right word, because it's not just like, here, I want to upset people with what's happening on screen. It's like, no, no, no. I want to ups- also upset people with the way I'm moving the camera and the way the sounds are, are hitting their ears. Right, and just, to portray like a vibe in the room, yeah. to portray an evil. Like the camera is representing it not just as a pov shot but as a just a it's influence on the on the space yeah um i always think about the shot i think it's in evil dead they do it in both of them um and they do it better in evil dead 2 and i think i'm thinking of the evil dead version or evil dead 2 version where you're it's an aerial shot looking straight down and ash is walking and as each of the um not banisters are they called banisters not columns you know what i'm thinking of um the, the slats on the roof mm-hmm. uh boards keep going by you hear it they make a sound they make like a whoosh. and that yeah. sound yeah and that sound is for us the audience it's not it's not something ash is hearing it's shit like that and i think this does it in its own way again that doesn't feel like it's just trying to be sam raimi and it does it definitely doesn't do it as aggressively um you know i'm always going to say this about this movie and the original uh remake is uh you know it ain't sam raimi you know, and there, it's not going to be, it's not the original. It just can't be, no. you know, there's a certain, uh, charm to the indie, the low budgetness of the first evil deads. And also the fact that no one had done that exactly like that before. And I hadn't seen that. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's never going to be here, but that's what I mean about this, where I'm like, I'm glad they didn't try. They just kind of did shots in their own way. Like for example, when they're talking about the book, they kind of have a POV shot from the book little things like that mm-hmm. that are like kind of uh, a little disjointed, a little weird, a little unnerving, um, but interesting, you know? Yeah. I liked the Necronomicon. I thought that I, I didn't, yeah, and I didn't think, good. I didn't think I was gonna, because I had another moment of concern sort of like you did um, with some of like the, the, the more overt, like kind of winks and nods to the audience, like the come get some, like the direct references when um they yeah. they mention that when he puts on the record which is the priest reading from the book he said he mentions that there's three necronomicons so i was like oh boy here we go like this oh. um because this one is that's interesting this, so the idea is that the one in the original is one necronomicon and the the one in the remake is probably another and then this one is a third if not if if the one in the original is not meant to be the one from the the original series. Like I, I think, oh, you're right. I think, the, yeah, I think the remade series does not exist in the same universe as the original series. I think yeah, that seems fair. to be the case. Um, yeah. so it's like, Oh, okay. There's going to be a third Necronomicon. That's all right. That's there. It's, it felt, it felt a little marvel like they were setting up sequels, but that aside, I did really like the redesigned Necronomicon. For sure. Like it's not a face. Yeah, it's got these teeth that look really gnarly. And like the book itself the drawings were, were fucked up and gnarly like they always are. They look like Cannibal Corpse albums. But yeah. like the sound design of the pages turning, like it's like this thick, almost sticky rustling. Uh, yeah, that was cool. And and Leah, as an Evil Dead fan, you go into the movie, you know why it sounds like that. But it's just it hasn't sounded like that in previous versions. Um, right. And the way and also the way they design the pages so that they look like you can tell it's human skin. <laughs> it's right. like really you know gnarly. What it is? Yeah. You know what it is? Is that Sam Raymond and Rob, Rob Tapper are producing these and Bruce Campbell. 
And one of the things they know to do, and they've done it every time, is they don't just get any fucking director. They get someone who is paying a lot of attention to these things, to the camera work, to the sound. They're not just shitting out horror movies, Mm -hmm. right? To the production design, too, yeah. Yeah, they're doing... like We talked about that Mario movie, which was fine. But that that Mario movie is a version to me of someone just saying, ah, just give it to someone and just make a kid's movie, right? Yeah. And you could easily just make a horror movie. Yeah. Out of Evil Dead. Yes. You get someone and they they'll do the jump scares, they'll do the mirror shots, they'll do all the they'll just they'll just fucking do it by the book. And that's what I like about both of the remakes of Evil Dead is they don't really do it by the book. They get a director who uh does something unique, um, who kind of makes their mark while making the movie. Um and that's why this idea that they're gonna make them every few years worries me a little bit in combination with a lot of stuff we're talking about where I realize like how many times do we want to watch someone find a book and read from it. Yeah. Yeah. In the first, you know, yeah. how many times do we want to watch that that opening idea? We don't need it every single time. So what do you do? If you're j- like if you make another Evil Dead after this, what do you do? Do you just have someone do it again? Um I don't know. It's like the Wishmaster movies yeah. where it's like how many fucking times do you have to get let the Wishmaster out, you know? Yeah. Um, Stop and rubbing so his lamp when you, or his gem, Right, and whatever. when you look at what we what we did with the original Evil Deads is they very much, um, I mean, Evil Dead 2 had to repeat some stuff, but they didn't want to. They just had to because they didn't have the rights. Um, but Sam Raimi has always made them a saga, right? Army of Darkness is a very different film. Ash versus the Evil Dead, very different series. And what I'm scared is that they're going to keep remaking the first Evil Dead over and over again. By making this an episodic thing, yeah. um, they're going to have to keep doing this again and again. And I'm like, I don't know. The, I don't know what to do with this. You know? I don't know. I think you were onto something with your suggestion of being a loose in a city because we do see with that cabin prologue that goes into the epilogue, there's no book involved with those characters. That's true. It's starting. It's just sort of loose. Yeah. Now. Um, so that's kind of nice. Maybe they will continue. I did have that movie. Two thoughts that came to mind as as you were speaking. Um, we were talking about reading from the book and the spooky ass records that uh, the DJ teen has to work on his turntable for us to listen to. Did you hear? Yeah. Did you hear the Bruce Campbell cameo? No. I'm nine. Was it he? The I'm ninety eight percent certain. Um, he's one of the priests you can hear shout in the background. It says, no, destroy it. It's the book of the dead. You oh, can't, like, that's great. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure that was Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was bound to be in it. He had a vocal cameo in the last one too. Yeah. Um, and the yeah. other, the other thing I wanted to point out that I just realized, uh, like a great fool, Dave, a great, a great braying fool. Um, as we were recording yeah. this is the hallway is the cellar. The hallway is the cellar. The hallway outside of their apartment is the cellar from the original Evil Dead, right? Because they lock. Oh, you're right. They lock yeah, her in it. There's, they a, lock her. there's a chain yeah. keeping her in, and we. It's a kind of a similar yeah, you're shot. Right. It except, is. Yeah, she's singing lullabies on the other side of it. Yep. Yeah. I love. I love that like... shot. By the way, when she tricks the little girl into opening the door. Oh, it's so they, good. They yeah. linger. They linger. Uh, listeners, if you haven't seen it yet, they linger on the the little girl like as she's slowly turning the deadbolt because she's still not sure. And it's this drawn out scene of mother talking to her through the peephole, through the door. Um, and she's just slowly, slowly, slowly turning the deadbolt. And the second, the very 
instant that deadbolt clicks open, the door bursts open, and it's mom yeah. going fucking ape shit, full on deadite ape shit, trying to claw her way through the the chained door, and it's so well done. I I I it love really that is. it was just like the instant the door unlocked. So good, yeah. such a good such a good instinct uh, to do that. It really is. Cause like you it's, feel like it's you a feel very like, fun movie. You feel like most movies would like draw like the door would slowly swing open and it would you know like mm-hmm. draw it out for a jump scare. But the fact that it instantly happened is just that's such an Evil Dead decision. Because right. it's still a jump scare, but it's even better because it's not at the pacing you expect. Right. For sure. Yeah, it's a very good movie. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 acting also, by the way, everybody's doing a great job. Yeah. Shoot. As the Deadites having a lot of fun. Yeah, the main it, the main is, deadite lady, the mom, she's great. Oh and yeah, that's, she's and that's fucking killing. That's it. a difficult ass role, I'm sure. She gets beat up in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All in all, it was a good movie. I just I I have like my concerns are from like a producing point of view, where I'm like, I don't know how this can keep going. Yeah, don't worry about it. I don't know how this is sustainable. Don't worry about it. We'll um, we'll figure that out if we have to. Like. Remember when the original... The well, fe- no one's going to ask me to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we'll, um, we'll figure out how we feel about it is kind of what I meant. Because, like... Every- oh, of course. May- you know, maybe they'll make us another one and it'll be great. Yeah. You know? And they'll find a new way to change it up. It's just... It's, it's this brought up questions to me that I hope they're asking. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, what makes an Evil Dead movie an Evil Dead movie? Um, do you need a Book of the Dead? Do you need, um, you know, an Ash type character? Do you need a chainsaw? These are all things that I'm now like asking myself um, because it is an interesting question. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you how do you extend this without Ash? Without if you're not going to if you're going to make it episodic, if you're not going to continue a, you know, have a story that unfolds. um, What do you do to to make it fresh? And I'm very curious to see what they come up with. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, and it's because that's the thing. I also have faith in them. Yeah, Rob Tapper and Sam Raimi as producers, they they obviously are asking these questions, you know. And it may um, it may not happen too. That's because it, you that's know. That's true. It. I felt like there was going to be a sequel to the Fede Alvarez remake, and there was all this excitement around it, but it just it never wound up doing yeah. anything. That's the thing. I think they're so. I think they're not doing the right thing already, and the idea of them saying we want to have one every few years—that's all well and fine. But honestly, it seems like they're taking great care in these two that they made, where they find a filmmaker they want to use, they find a good idea that's fun, and they and they, you know, they make the hell out of it. That's um, it's an interesting distinction for Evil Dead as a franchise. Is that so far there's no bad Evil Dead? No, there really isn't. Yeah, and that's that is um, unique in horror franchises. That's very unique, and like there's a freshness to here's the other thing that i it's so it's so funny because i don't it's it's part of me not knowing what i want that's what this is why i liked the first four alien movies because even though those are very repetitive you know sigourney weaver oh there's more aliens what are we gonna do they have a different director for each one who has a different vision who has brings a freshness to it Mm -hmm. i think it's smart for them to keep having different directors do different evil deads yeah i also think it's smart to have different characters frankly yeah um i just am trying to think about like well how do you keep doing that um and it's it's tough i think i got i think they got to find a way to drop the book i think they got to find i so here's what it is 
here's we talked about that prologue and epilogue and how it seemed weird it might be the smartest fucking thing they ever did right because what we're what they're what they're promising basically is what if the next movie is at the fucking a-frame house starts there and it continues on like a virus and what if that movie ends with an entirely different cast it moving to them and they keep doing that that'll be fucking great yeah if every single thing you follow, you just follow the evil as it goes to a new group in a new situation and you keep playing with that, that would be a fucking blast. Yeah. No, I think Bring it on. You that know, that seems to be what the goal of that scene was. Um, yeah. Was to- it's like a Jason movie. Jason is the same. Everything around him is different. Right. Yeah. It, it seems yeah. it seems like what this movie was was trying to do ultimately with that was to get rid of the and book. It, yeah. And it did it in a very cool way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I think I'm really fucking excited for what they come up with. Yeah, man. I'm totally in. I'm totally in. This was great. Yeah. This was great. This was great. I, I, yeah, I, it was just I, a I, lot I, of fun. I, I love that little boogans at the end. That mm-hmm. that te- teen's mom boogans with all the all the arms and legs. I think the thing that did it, my favorite moment is still the bed sheet. And the reason that why so is because I, I hadn't really quite seen that in Evil Dead. Because one of the things they always do is the deadite and it's like and it covered like that was like oh that's kind of neat they like took that away from it Mm -hmm. um and it's running around still and it's floating and it's doing all the stuff yeah but it just looks creepy as shit when it flies across the room just dragging its toenail across the floor yeah my goodness bloody and shit and it's like "Mm." that was that was a blast this movie was buck wild (laughs) yeah it was great I don't have anything else yeah, to say. It, uh, I don't think. No, 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 no. I, 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 uh, I had more to say than I thought I did, to be honest, because this was just pure joy watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean that's why we do this podcast right after watching it, so we you can hear us in real time. Think it's about the, it. The, but, yeah, yeah, the best thing I can say is it still it still felt like Evil Dead, but not entirely. Like it felt like a new thing um yeah in a good way in a, in in a, a good way, way yeah. and in, yeah. in all the ways that i said earlier it's like oh i wasn't sure about the apartment i wasn't sure about the prologue um so all those things that i kind of wasn't sure about sort of still come together because uh, this is still yeah. identifiably an evil dead movie in its dna i gotta say so i do want them to go back to the city that a-frame yes. that uh, like that cabin that new cabin i don't want a new cabin i think we're done with the cabin and here i'm i'm you know i'm gonna say this and this is gonna sound stupid but considering army of darkness um i do think there are so many places to go with this there are and i think the next sequel not the one after the next the next sequel let's go to space let's go to space and not just go to space but let's go to like not future space I don't mean like Jason X. I mean, let's go to the let's International to like, Space yeah, Station. Yeah, okay. Okay, I'm with Gra- you now. Yeah, let's I'm do with the, like gravity shit. Yeah. Let's do it where it's like astronauts in, in a shuttle, like modern today. Again, not future, because future, that just creates the same thing where it's just they're running around. I don't know. I just think there'd be a lot of fun for um, outer space. Right. Gra- or like, let's just start throwing it in different settings. Yeah, gravity with a deadite. Yeah, but let's really commit to it. Because that's my only note of this is like, I wish they had really done the city, like really gotten every part of it. Um, this was a lot of fun, but I do think there's more city to be had too. Um, yeah. But outer space, Wild West, Tom, Wild West, Evil Dead. Sure. The beauty of the Book of the Dead is it's, it'll, it's, it's been old. around for a while. It's super old. 
It's it was yeah. an, it was in a bank vault in this one. I, what what does that mean? Is there is there like 1940s gangsters Evil Dead? I don't know. It's the same with like the aliens or predators, where it's like the biggest mistake they can make is like feeling like there's a limitation, right? Mm-hmm. That's what made Prey so fun. Is it's like that realization of like there's no limitations here. No. There's no rules yeah. to where an Evil Dead can be set. Yeah, for sure. Like they, uh, yeah, get all, get away from the cabin. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just like a truck stop diner, like there is just there, you you can change it up. Um, and I don't think you need isolation either. I, I think you can no, have fun. No, it'd be cool with, if you did like a kind of like an invasion of the body snatchers, like where it's in like a cul-de-sac or a neighborhood. Oh yeah. Ooh, fuck. Yeah. yeah just a neighborhood would yeah, be just fun. Yeah, a neighborhood would be cool. Suburban. Uh, a mall. Mm, a mall. Sure. Um, yeah. Or again space sure no i Evil I, Dead I, I like in space i specifically i wasn't going with you at first but when you said modern i was uh, like like yeah. today like contemporary i was like okay i'm there with you <laughs> right because you could wear the space suits they'll actually protect you from deadites a little uh a little bit <laughs> no no but a little enough like if someone turned into a deadite in a space suit that'd be fun because they can't really like bite and scratch like it would be like they they, they could do something fucked up they could, you know, and of course, sucking someone off into space, mm-hmm. you got to suck them off. You got to do, the, you you do the, yeah, the space suck off. Yeah. Yeah. There's just so many fun things you could do. And then you still have that weird isolation. You have the idea of it's trying to like tear through the walls. You could like trap them in some places. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just, there's fun shit you could do. Um, there's weird equipment you can, you can hit them with. I like the idea of just like blood covered space station eventually. Yeah, I mean, who does? That's, I, I dream about that at least twice a week. Like, who doesn't love of that course. image? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The future is bright. Listen, uh, yeah, I have nothing else to say. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, folks. Yeah, thank you so uh, much. This is, uh, this is a podcast. <laughs> it sure is, Dave. <laughs> this has been a podcast. We have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go on there for just $5 a month. You get us access to a bunch of other podcasts exclusive on there, like Tom and Jeff watch Batman mm. and Fox Muller is a maniac. Mm. Uh, we do Star Trek next Futurama and Spielboys with the small beans uh, for a little more. You can watch movies every Friday night. Uh, I, I don't see a reason why we wouldn't watch this. Um, this would be a fun watch. Oh, hell yeah. We got to watch this in the yeah. other remake too, at some point. Yeah. Think- the other remake has one. That's scene. true. I knew there was a reason we hadn't watched yet. Folks. We also have a store. <laughs> Head yeah. over to GamefullyUnemployed.com where you'll find a link to our Teespring store. We have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So check that out. Slap check it out. your undead peepers onto that. Bite yeah. your peeper out of its peeper hole and spit it across the room at another person who then swallows mm-hmm. your peeper and spits it back up onto the website where you'll find our merchandise. That's correct. That's exactly how you have to do it. Mm-hmm. There's no other way to do it. God, yeah, they murdered a DJ. And that's really what's important. That's truly what matters, is that they murdered a DJ. 